You're listening to Cross Section, the podcast of the Summit View Church of Christ. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be great. Welcome to Cross Section. I'm Kevin Jensen. And today we are looking at the topic of parenting and teaching during the pandemic. And I have with me Johnny Gallegos, a member here at the Summit View Church. Uh, Johnny teaches American Sign Language at Sela High School, and he's the proud father of three and the husband of Alyssa. Uh, And Johnny, uh, welcome, first of all. Glad you're here. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, you you and and Alyssa just uh, welcomed uh, your third child uh into the the world uh brand new baby girl congratulations yep 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 super excited um how's that been for you so far (laughs) um it's actually been really good she's she's um she sleeps quite a bit she's not fussy i mean maybe it's still early on but um feel very blessed to have her because it hasn't or at least it hasn't felt like the other two. All right. More peaceful, sleeping more. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's, she's, she's super adorable. You know, I feel like the first one I didn't, I wasn't that much hands on with, um, mm-hmm. barely changed a diaper. Alyssa was very gracious to me on the first child. And then the second and third, I've been a lot more hands on progressively. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed being a father. All right. That's great. So three or four more, you can have this down. Yeah, yeah, That's good. yeah. I won't even need. I won't even need a Alyssa. I'll tell her just, just tell her, don't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just. <laughs> now, um, uh, first thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, you have a you have a brand new baby. <clears throat> You're a teacher, and so you've had to um, adjust to teaching from home here these last uh, three months. Um, I understand today is uh, as we're recording this on June eighteenth. Today's your last day of school for this year. So congratulations right, yeah. on finishing the school year. Uh, so new baby, teaching from home, uh, which is not, you know, what you usually do. And you're also studying for a master's degree at the same time. Uh, so with all that, uh, the stay-at-home order also, all of this going on at the same time, how are you still functional? How are you making it through? What, what's been the key yeah. for you? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely God's grace for sure, because um, I think, especially in the past couple of weeks, I've been doing about five hours of sleep, maybe less, plus the kids getting up intermittently through the night and then still trying to wake up at about five, five thirty in the morning to get up and ease into the day, get some coffee before taking care of animals and then, um, you know, jump on and begin the day. So yeah, it's been pretty rough. Um, I, I, I I've got to give it to Alyssa. I mean, she's done, she's, she's pulled the weight, if you will, mm-hmm. of our family when I haven't been able to. Um, there's been a lot of like, you know, relying on her. Um, she planning out meals, bringing me coffee, just helping, watching the kids, putting them down to bed, um, taking care of, you know, different aspects to try and alleviate um, how much stress there, there is and how much you know I would try and take on myself so I, I've been very blessed to to have her as a partner and, and 
support through all this. I wouldn't be able to do it without her. Mm. So the importance of, of having a, a good partner uh, to, uh, yeah. to to lift you up and, and uh, then you lift her up when you're able also and just to be there for each other during this yeah, time. Yeah, I, I think so important. I think a lot of it is she, she relies on um, the knowledge that it's only a season. Mm. You know, it's only, and I feel like that's, it's one of my resounding themes um, after having, having read through Ecclesiastes and um, kind of processing some of the things that are going on. It's just a season. Mm. And she's kind of resounded that same message. Um, you know, we can, if we can make it through some of the things that we've made it through, then this season is nothing in comparison to, you know, a lifetime together. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So you mentioned Ecclesiastes and reading through Ecclesiastes and there's been some, uh, something in there that's been helpful to you. Can, can you describe for me a little bit of what you found there that's been helpful? Yeah, I think, um, I think just the, I mean, there's been a lot of like social issues, um, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement, the police brutality, um, you know, every, every time I, well, up until recently interacting with my students and just kind of seeing the stress that they're under, um, the family issues that are going on, you know, there's, there's, there's no good solution, you know, and, and it's easy to get overwhelmed by all of it. And I guess I just come back to kind of the ending of Ecclesiastes where the author is saying, um, fear God and keep his commands for this is a duty of all mankind. God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. Just that reliance that no, no matter what's going on in justice or, you know, justice, um, that, that God, God sees it all and that he will reward or, or hold accountable all that's going on. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful, powerful teaching in Ecclesiastes that uh, when all is said and done, uh, God uh, calls people to account. And we have to live our lives uh, with that in mind. And uh, remember that uh, uh, we, we do, you know, ultimately stand before him and give answer for the way we've lived. Uh, yeah. and, and that and this is only for a season, like you said. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating because there's so many things that, you know, you could get upset over. I mean, I, I mean, I do it. <laughs> it's probably the reason why I went back to read Ecclesiastes is because, um, you know, I mean, you – you read so much or you listen to so much good or bad, you know, and, and it influences you. And next thing you know, you're um, kind of fall, spiraling down into your thoughts of, of certain topics. And, and I mean, you could dwell on things to where you, in, in essence, like lose yourself, you know, mm-hmm. lose your focus on what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really fascinating to me that you, you found in Ecclesiastes a call to refocus on God because uh, Ecclesiastes is the one book that, uh, of the Bible that uh, really digs into what is life like without God. You know, here you have the teacher, um, presumably Solomon, uh, writing this and saying, I, I went through life and tried out all these different things. I tried pleasure. I tried wisdom. Uh, you know, I, I tried wealth. I tried all these different things, trying to find meaning. And all of it was um, meaningless, vapor. Uh, Hevel, the Greek word, the Hebrew word there, uh, just meaning something that doesn't last, something that yeah. evaporates. Uh, and then in the end, he says, uh, you know, what's what I found to be most important is God. Uh, so really, really, God is the is the one thing that's reliable, that sticks, um, that you can um, 
really depend on in life. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting to me to hear you say that this book that explores what's life like without God uh, has helped to bring you back around to refocus on God. Yeah. 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 I really, I've really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed reading it and just kind of looking at the situations that are going on and some of the things that I, I've been struggling with through, through that lens and kind of, you know, hate to sound um, cliche, but just really letting it go mm-hmm. and, and allowing myself to trust wholly in God, mm-hmm. knowing that whatever injustices there are, that he'll, he'll see it through and that he's, he's, he's real. Yeah. It, it, you know, um, what you're talking about, I think is, um, adjusting our perspective, uh, changing the way we think about life and about what we're going through so that we bring God into the equation. Because if you just listen to the news, um, all, all the stuff about, uh, you know, police brutality, black lives matter, these things that you mentioned, uh, these are very important things. Uh, but if you, look at them without God, you can very quickly become very cynical. Uh, but you bring God into the picture and all of a sudden that reframes everything else so that uh, you look at these issues uh, from the perspective of one who wants to know how can we best honor God in our response to these things? And what is God doing here that might be a blessing to our community or what does God want done here that might be a blessing to us in our community? And I've, I've been thinking along similar lines. I was thinking earlier today, um, what passages of scripture have been most helpful to me recently? And it's, it varies from day to day and from week to week. But one of them today that came to mind also has to do with how we think. And that is um, Philippians chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I just, I just love that, uh, that perspective on uh, that instruction for guiding the way that we think, guiding what our minds are focused on. Uh, if you're anxious, present your request to God and don't stay anxious, but give it, give it over to God. Uh, don't dwell on it, but dwell on the things that are true and noble and lovely and good and pure and so forth. And I, and I think that's somewhat I'm hearing from you um, in regard to what you've been picking up from Ecclesiastes, you know, returning your mind to a focus on God. Uh, because yeah. there you have you have life and health and every good thing. Now uh, to switch topics just a little bit, you're a teacher. In addition to be, being husband and dad of three, uh, you're yeah. you're a teacher. And so, uh, in the middle of March, the governor said we have got to close down schools instantly. Uh, how did that go for you? And um, how has uh, teaching gone for you since then? Yeah, that's a that's a. It's a pretty loaded question. There's a lot of um, aspects there. So initially the thought was, okay, this is different. Um, kind of exciting in that I get to be home with my family. I didn't realize the challenges it would present because initially when we closed, we um, it was sort of right before spring break. So there was a period where it was like a summer in the middle of you know the semester. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of exciting, got to be home 
interact with the kids, do some projects around the house, kind of get things set up because we had a baby on the way. Um, but then once we got into school, the reality of online teaching or, or you know, yeah, te online teaching uh, came in and um, it, it really hurt. Um, it was really difficult to adjust and and not just my like structure of teaching because um, so our school district, we issued one assignment per class per week. And so there were about seven weeks that our um, students were in session and each week a student had a had a an activity we were calling them enrichment activities just merely as a way to engage students and um, give them some sense of normalcy um, so the frustrating part was early on trying to figure out how to connect with students i mean in the classroom it's easy just you know you're face to face you can build those relationships you can ask questions and and relationships naturally happen. Um, when, when you see a student not having a great day, you can, I don't want to sound confrontational, but like get in their face, get down on their level and, and ask them what's going on. And, and they're more inclined to open up and share. Whereas in a, in a Zoom, in a Google Hangout uh, video fashion, um, you know, videoing to a student means something totally different than to us adults. We're, we're willing to turn on the, the camera, we're willing to turn on our mic and interact, but for a student, that means the potential of cyberbullying. That means my, my face is put out there and somebody can easily take a picture without me ever knowing and, and post, you know, and say whatever they want on that picture. Um, it, it's a very, you know, in a sense of revealing format for a student. And so, and I, so I've had several students, um, you know, directly tell me, hey, I'm not going to turn on my video. This is why. And that's been really frustrating because these are students that I had great relationships with, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden, in this new format, I'm not able to continue fostering those relationships. It's like, you know, having a friendship severed in a lot of respects. Yeah, so there's been new distance. <clears throat> between yeah. you and your your students where before you're in the same classroom you can you can uh, gauge how they're doing just by looking at them you can interact with them if there's issues going on you can uh, you know come up to them and say hey what's going on or I'm here for you or whatever and there's just so much more distance now as you're trying to interact online mm -hmm. have you had pretty good participation from your students <laughs> um, no, not 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 to a degree that I would like, obviously. <laughs> um, early on, we were, several of my classes were around about 60%. And then in terms of the assignments, um, about 60% submission. And then as we progressed by about the seventh week, I think I was around maybe like 15, 20%. Mm. Maybe, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, it really, really tapered, tapered off. Um, and it's just such a tough format to try and engage students. I had several students express the, the difficulty of staying motivated uh, while, in, while at home. I mean, there's so many distractions and one student expressed it as, home is where I go and everything else stays away. I can go home, I can relax, I can play video games, I can watch TV, watch movies, you know. And now all of a sudden these two areas are blended for me and and the, the difficulty of getting motivated to do the other when I've got all these distractions and this is my norm here at home. 
Yeah. And, and many, yeah. many students don't, you know, I, I'm generalizing. Um, so for, for the students that I've interacted with, many of them don't have the structure in their family, let alone the discipline to, um, you know, persevere. You know, to, um, can't think of the word, but just that fortitude to kind of press on when, when it's challenging or when, when they don't want to do something. Yeah, so much depends on what kind of environment they have at home, how supportive the parents are, uh, whether parents are, you know, working or, yeah. uh, or working from home, available even during the day to help yeah. keep the kids focused and motivated. I know that's a big advantage we've had, you know, unlike, unlike you, you've got three children under school age. We've got three children, school age, uh, high school, junior high and middle school. And, uh, you know, my wife has been there, uh, every day to make sure they're on task and, uh, getting to their online meetings with their teachers and classmates and getting their homework done and turned in and that they continue the learning process. Uh, and I've, I've, been involved in that a little bit but mostly I'm doing my work so I'm I'm kind of like uh, those kids who are saying well I've got uh, my my world of school and my world of home where I can relax mm -hmm. and now you're trying to put these together and I can't relax because I'm having to do my schoolwork too but I can't really focus on my schoolwork because I've got uh, you know home stuff going on too and and I can feel that and I'm sure you know anybody who has been uh, working from home much uh, I had a, a mom in the church uh, tell me a few weeks ago that um, uh, while she was working from home, uh, her kids didn't always, uh, and husband too, didn't always recognize when she was focused on work things. And so she'd be trying to get her work done and here they come in, you know, just asking about whatever, or interrupting her just as, as one would normally at home. But here she's trying to focus on her work too. It's been a crazy time for us. You know, I, I yeah. hear, as you're talking about this, I hear, um, I hear joy and sorrow. Uh, mixed together. And that is definitely how I feel too. Uh, joy in, I get to spend more time with my family. I get to be at home. I'm still going to get paid. Uh, and we're going to be, you know, we're going to be all together every day. This is great. I'm, I'm really enjoying spending time with my kids. I've had more time with my kids than I have ever had in their lives. Uh, except when we've been on vacation, that's usually just a week or two at a time. And here it's been three months, you know, it's just, I'm loving that part uh, of this experience. But on the other hand, the distance <laughs> from the people we love to serve, you know, the kids that you're teaching in school, the, uh, the, the brothers and sisters in Christ and people who are seeking God that I don't get to see and interact with uh, in my work and, and you sharing that as well. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a time of joy and grief at the same time. All blended together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I had one. We don't realize, you don't realize the background that many of your students have until you're thrown into a new situation. Um, you know, and I've had some students that haven't had um, internet, like don't have internet at home. Um, you know, they don't have parents who are there to kind of help facilitate or, you know, because they're maybe busy working or they're just not present due to other um, issues. Um, and I, I've had, I had one student who um, was really paranoid about the whole COVID situation because he was considered high risk, having some sort of condition. Um, then both his parents worked in the medical field in some capacity that made them, you know, susceptible to or exposed to um, contracting the, the, the virus. And so here's this person who's, you know, a, a young adult. Um, doesn't have the coping mechanisms to 
like, you know, work through some of those issues. And so his, his, his family member told me that, yeah, he was staying inside of his room and he wouldn't come out and, um, you know, just, just trying to isolate himself away from his family. And, you know, I mean, imagine what that does to a young adult's mental or um, mental health as they're isolated away from their peers already. And then they further isolate themselves from their family. You know, who do they go to? Who do they talk to? Who do they decompress with, share their struggles with? You know, and so I think of the struggles that I'm having, can't imagine how some of my students are, are, man are, are managing uh, when, when all of their structure has been, you know, relatively disassembled, rearranged, reconfigured in some, some degree. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a stressful time for them and not stressful in a petty way, but in a really, really deep way uh, as their, yeah. their whole world has been turned upside down. Yeah. It has been for a lot of us. Yeah. What, what is, uh, what's it been like for you to be, let's switch from uh, teaching to parenting. What's it been like for you to be dad of uh, three little kids here uh, these last uh, few months as you've been trying to uh, do your, your regular work in a whole new way as you've been studying for your master's degree and uh, welcoming a new child into the world. What's it been like to be dad of three little ones? <laughs> um, it, it's been, it's been, it's had some really rewarding moments. Um, I mean, it, it's also been very frustrating just because of, you know, you don't get a break. Um, I'm in, I'm in an office in our, in our home. I'm in one room and I, wake up, I go in there to work and then I come out occasionally for lunch and dinner and so forth. And then I'm in there for my master's program. And, you know, I could be in my room from six to midnight, you know, <laughs> just working on stuff and, and only come out for, you know, the necessities. Mm -hmm. um, I have enjoyed and I've tried really hard to leave my door open so that, you know, at least making myself accessible on days when I don't have something due just so that if the kids run in, then I can pick them up and I can spend that time with them. Uh, I've been really intentional about trying to set aside time to go out and play with them. Um, Peyton and I have started playing swords, so we'll run out on the grass, pick up some wooden like um, uh, stakes that you pound into the ground, and we'll hit st sword back and forth, and he just loves it, you know. Uh, so I'll... I'll I try to find ways to engage with them for a few minutes and then go back to my work or studies. Um, but, but the biggest thing has been, I've really enjoyed uh, being a witness to watching them growing, you know, to watching them develop. Like I, I was, I had my door open the other day and I was listening to Peyton and Alyssa have a conversation about something he wanted and just the, the, the depth of language that he had that I hadn't noticed before. I've now been afforded to experience that because now here I am at home and I can, you know, listen to this conversation going on. Um, that's been really precious, mm. you know, and I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I mean, maybe, but I wouldn't have gotten that or had a, a lot of exposure to experience it had, had I, if I was not home. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a blessing there, a, uh, uh, yeah. a hidden, hidden blessing, uh, that as you're getting to experience now, I'm, I'm getting that too, getting to see just uh, being around my kids more and just getting to know them that much better where always before it's been Jenny who had the most time with them. And uh, yeah. you know, she's, she's an awesome mom. And so that's a, that's a great, great thing. Um, and I would never want to take that away from her, but uh, 
uh, to get to share in that for a little while has been really good. And I, I like you, I, uh, I heard a couple of commonalities, even though our kids are such different ages. Uh, yours are uh, three, two, and newborn. Is that right? Yeah, like a month old. <laughs> yeah, three, two, and a month old. Yeah, and mine are uh, 11, 14, 16. So, uh, but, but we have, you know, some of the same things where I, I might be inside in the dining room. That's my office. Everybody's walking through constantly. That's okay. I can mostly uh, tune them out. Um, but I try to be available when I, when I'm not working on something that's super focused or if it's a nice day, like today, I'm, you know, I'm outside right now and uh, sitting on the patio in my outside office and, uh, that's great, you know, but I'll, I'll be around, uh, when, uh, when I'm not, uh, focused on something intently, I'll try to be a little more open to interaction, but we have, uh, just like, uh, you and Peyton, it sounds like, um, we're starting to build traditions that are getting us through this time and giving, giving us ways to function together. So one of our traditions is uh, I take a break from 12 to 1 every day, and that's our lunchtime. And uh, I'll watch uh, Star Trek, and the kids will come watch Star Trek with me or, or whatever. Cool. Uh, and then um, 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, I'm done. If, if yeah. I don't have my stuff finished, uh, I'm going to finish as close to 5 as I can. I might have to work on it some more in, in the evening, perhaps, but I'm going to stop at 5. We'll have dinner. Uh, we'll play together a little bit. We'll do work around the house. And uh, I'm just trying to keep a consistent schedule like that uh, where I'm available to my family, but I'm also focused on the work that the church needs me to do too. Uh, so yeah. that, um, so that I can do both well uh, and in balance, you know, and it's, it's yeah. been a, you know, it took about three, four weeks to really get into that, um, that rhythm and figure out how's this going to work, you know, and, and what rhythm yeah. do the kids need as they're doing schoolwork online and, and uh, interacting with their teachers and such. And, taking care of their own things, you know, here at home. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so normally we would have our, our daughter, Somi Aminari here at the house. <laughs> we uh, watch her um, four days a week and, and she, during um, lunchtime, we would take a break or I would take a break, go out, um, double check, make sure she's set up with her Chromebook and doing, you know, her studies and, Alyssa would take the boys and go lay down. And after I check in with Somi, I go in with the boys and um, kind of help put them down for their nap. And so that's been our tradition of just laying in bed and cuddling and telling them stories. I've started making up stories about uh, Sir Peyton and Sir Eli the Knight. Um, <laughs> and then they, they love the idea of going out to grandpa's house. So we started telling stories about going out to grandpa's house. And it's just been, it's been really precious. Um, something that I don't think I would have ever I mean, the stories, yes, but like being present throughout the day and seeing them, I don't think I would have ever gotten uh, any other time. Mm. Mm, that is precious. That is a precious thing. You know, one of my favorite things is to um, watch for how we um, learn to love our kids the way that God loves us. Yeah. And uh, just to just to get to invest in our kids and see God doing the same thing in our lives. And um, just have a sense that uh, because of that, what I'm doing with my kids is right because here God did it first. And, uh, and then to see the growth in the kids and to imagine mm -hmm. what it must be like for God to look at us as his children and, and see us grow uh, and how enjoyable that must be for him when, when we're growing and doing well. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. One last question, then we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, what is uh, one thing that uh, you and your family are doing to keep yourselves healthy right now? And by healthy, I mean physically, mentally, emotionally, just kind of the whole package. What's one thing that you guys as a family are doing right now to keep yourselves going? Um, 
So I would say a couple things. Um, we've we've been doing this little farm endeavor. Uh, we just recently bought a milk cow. So in January, Alyssa's super excited about gather milking out. I don't know. <laughs> Getting fresh milk. Yeah. Fresh milk straight from the source. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of milk just for the record, but she loves milk and, and yeah. So I'll, I'll probably ease into it. Maybe I'll be a cheese fan opposed to a milk fan. Um, no, but we've been, you know, just, just that responsibility of getting out and taking care of animals. And um, it's not something that's going to, you know, need something other than the normal routine. Um, it gets us out of the house. We get to walk around, you know, physically move stuff, be responsible for something else other than, you know, the, our, our core family. Um, and, and that's been really enjoyable getting out of the house and, and being able to move around, have the acre to see the kids go out and run around and do whatever they want, opposed to had we been, you know, in the city in a smaller, like, apartment. Uh, it would have been a little bit more challenging. Mm. Um, and then the other thing we just recently started is, you know, we don't want to leave this time period and having having put on, you know, 20 some pounds. So mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to change our diet, eat smaller portions, um, just not for the sake of like trying to diet, but just trying to cut back on the excess eating. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we've mapped out our progress and hopefully, you know, as we do it, we'll, we'll show some sort of improvement uh, over the next three months. So by being intentional about what we're eating, and getting out and moving around a little bit more, I think that's really helping to our, or helping with our mental welfare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I've uh, had to be intentional about getting outside and getting a little exercise. Also, I've had to watch how much I'm eating too, because I'm realizing since I'm not, uh, you know, to get to my office, I don't have to walk out to the car, drive into town, walk into the office. Uh, when I'm at the church, you know, if I'm just going through the day, I need to go get a cup of water. Well, I got to walk, you know, a couple hundred steps to get to the, the sink, get water, walk a couple hundred steps back. At home, you know, my, my office is like 10 steps from my bedroom. And then the yeah. sink is 10 <laughs> steps away from that, you know, and so <laughs> just a lot less exercise. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing and that. Then, and then every craving, it's like, okay, well, I feel hungry. I should go to the refrigerator and see yeah. what there is to eat. And so, and it's right there. It's so right. close. By every craving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so easy to get. Well, Johnny, thanks for taking this time and thanks for uh, sharing with us how you're doing and, and how your family's doing, what it's been like to be a teacher and a parent of three little ones uh, during this uh, pandemic. And uh, we appreciate that. And may God bless you and your family uh, richly and may he bring you through all this well and, and not just you, but all of us, uh, the whole church and the whole community. And uh, thanks a bunch. Really appreciate you uh, sharing your thoughts with us today. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye.